It's six o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for the happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm. The happiest of happy hours with comedians you love and other comedians. Hey, the way it works here is that all the pre-sign-uppers tonight are getting five-minute sets. Why? Because they jump through hoops and I care about them as much as they care about this show. Oh, God. So whenever you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. Why Why would I do a horn? Because it's on the radio and everyone can hear you run the light. So uh, I'm excited about our show tonight. We have some really heavy hitters in the house just hanging out here at Mutiny Radio on a Friday night. So I'm glad that you joined us as well. Hey, let's just kick it right off, everybody, with your first comedian. You're going to clap wildly because we haven't seen him in a long time, all the way down from the Napas or something far away. I haven't seen him in months. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Josh Argyle! tell you how to live your life. All right, let's get into it. Did I realize today that I'm a fucking moron? I missed my mouth with the spoon eating cereal today. Did I ever do that shit? And it always happens when you're trying to convince somebody of something really important. Just sitting in front of somebody. Oh, you know, you know how we do renewable energy. We just fucking take Wyoming. We move everybody out of Wyoming. We put a bunch of solar panels in there and Oh, dude, don't listen to me. I don't know where the fuck my mouth is. I don't know what the, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't think I can ever be in an orgy, man. I don't think I can do it. I want to, dude. I would love to be in an orgy, but I want to be in the cool orgy. I want to be in like the cool, like wide, eyes wide shut, like everybody's beautiful, dressed to the nines. They have that weird little masquerade mask to hide their herpes sore. I want to be in that one, but I don't have the body for that shit. Like I'm not orgy pretty, like. I'm going to have to work my way, like, pick myself up by the bootstraps to be in orgies. I'm going to have to start at orgy open mics, get bumped by a bunch of fucking big dick dudes. Like, I don't, I don't even hang out with cool orgy people. Like, I don't hang out with, like, a couple named, like, Raquel and Vance. Like, have a place in Aspen and they summer in the winter. Like, I don't, no. If I'm going to be in an orgy, there's a 90% chance it's going to be with, like, a couple named Randy and Karen from Milpitas. That is going to be the best I'm going to do. And Randy and Karen don't have a cool fuck pad. They don't have, like, a, a wing on their house that's made of velvet. They don't have that shit. If I'm having an orgy at Randy and Karen's, I'm going to have to drive there. I'm going to have to pay bridge toll to fuck them. I'm going to have to pull up at their house behind, like, a dusty Volvo with a coexist sticker on the back. <laughs> And just get out like I'm going to the world's saddest potluck. Just, oh, I brought dick. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm uh, trying to work out my anger. It's uh, not working well. I'm uh, originally from Eureka, which uh, is in real bad shape right now. Uh, there were 47 murders in 2016 in Eureka, which a hot take, way too many murders. Way too many murders. There's 100,000 people in Humboldt County. There were 47 murders. That means if you find a four-leaf clover in Humboldt County, you fucking run because you have the same odds of being stabbed. It's brutal there. Like, I knew it was going to shit, like... Like, let's... Oh, fuck it, let's go into it. Um, people in Humboldt County are super mad about pot being legalized, and it should be totally legal. It should fucking be legal. But that's our entire economy up there. So, like... And I try to, like, explain that to people in San Francisco. Like, it'd be like if, like... 
like rich people in San Francisco, if there was a way to like monetize like um, passive aggressive racism and that was the San Francisco economy and they legalized that, oh, that got real weird. I'm sorry, guys. That got weird. That got, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like I knew my hometown was going to shit by the amount of clothing they sell at the local grocery store. If you go into your local grocery store and like, oh, dude, fresh produce all day. Fucking awesome. Buy a BMW, fill that shit with diamonds, put a baby in there. No one's fucking with your diamond baby. If you go into your local grocery store and like, oh, dude, sweet, free, nice produce. Okay, in a California Republic hat. That seems weird, but all right. You know, buy a Corolla. Don't put a baby in there, but no one's going to fucking kill you. If you go into your local grocery store and like, oh, dude, fresh produce. A California Republic hat. And another California Republic hat. And a giant's hat where the SF is just a big pot leaf. Uh, Carhartt shirt, Carhartt shorts, Carhartt socks. I didn't know they fucking made those. And 17 poorly airbrushed t-shirts of Tupac Shakur. Don't fucking worry. You've already been stabbed like 17 times. You're already dead. What's that talk about sex? You got it. You fucking got it. That's why they call me the Segway Kid, folks. Me and my girlfriend were having sex a couple days ago. Uh, don't picture it. If you need to, picture a beautiful young woman in a, in a garbage bag full of mashed potatoes and marbles banging on her at weird intervals. That is what it is. So we're, and we're having, sorry for making the air, dude. And we're having sex, but we're having like in a relationship for too long sex. Like she took off a windbreaker to fuck me. I kicked off flip-flops, which you'll never hear that in an erotic novel, by the way. Then he kicked off his flip-flops and my pussy was soaked. You'll never hear that. You will also never hear, she took off her New York Mets windbreaker and I knew it was fuck time. You'll never hear that. So we're getting the job done. We're having the sex. About halfway through, the condom breaks. Ever happened to anybody? Yeah. For those of you who haven't, um, it's all like being an astronaut, getting a tear in your spacesuit, but instead of uh, the infinite blackness of space killing you instantly, instead of that shit, dude, it feels incredible! My God, actual human contact? High five me, Jesus, I win. Now realize at that point that I'm not a good guy because a good guy would have stopped. A good guy would have been, no, pardon me, madame, there appears to be a puncture in this prophylactic. Perhaps I could go procure one of the local CVS store and get back to pleasuring you post haste. Did I didn't do any of that shit. I tried to shimmy my dick back into the wreckage of the broken condom. Like I was peeing, pulling POWs out of the nam. Just come on, we gotta go, get to the chopper. They don't know we're here, we gotta go. Hey, that's been my time, guys. Have a good night. Josh Argyle, what a way to start it off, pulling POWs out of his condoms. I love it, keeping it clean here on the happy hour. Love it, mix that in your drink, a little bit of man juice. Your next comedian, man, he is, if, if there was a product called Man Juice, he would easily be its spokesman. I can see that in absolute second. You're going to love his jokes, everyone. Put your hands together for Marty Cunney. Man Juice, the baby maker. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, how are we doing on this Friday night, guys? Are we getting crazy? Um, so I just got back from Columbia, and boy, is my nose tired. Uh, seriously, they have a real problem down there. I learned a lot on my trip. Uh, you know, traveling is all about learning. Um, I learned that you're really not... Sh- everything in Central America is negotiable. Um, you know, the prices for everything. Uh, but that does not mean you should negotiate for everything. For example, you should not negotiate with a prostitute. Uh, that's just a bad way to start that relationship. Uh, you don't want to buy a discount blowjob, right? You want the few... You're, you're not... 
you're not paying less for more. You're paying less for less. It's like she's throwing down the teeth and you're like, she's like, you didn't pay for no teeth, puto. Uh, she's not like worried about her fucking Yelp review or anything, you know? She's got nothing to lose. It's like, fuck you. I think we probably should. Uh, I think it'd be better if we had Yelp reviews for, uh, for everything, though. You know, prostitutes, drugs, drug dealers, all that. I, there, I mean, there are already a lot of Yelp reviews for things that, you know, you wouldn't think it would have Yelp reviews. Like, uh, I was having fun searching around for places, and I looked up the SF County Jail, uh, the Yelp reviews there, and there's some real, some real gold there. Um, there's one guy who uh, rated it uh, five stars. It was a great place for a weekend getaway from his wife. Uh, <laughs> there's one guy who rated it, um, rated it uh, two stars. Uh, he said, who the fuck even still has a corded phone? Uh, <laughs> And one guy rated it three stars. He said, uh, drugs are great. Uh, they gave you some really cool sandals, but it was a total sausage fest. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, it. you know, you really learn a lot about stuff from uh, what people tell you about it. Um, on my trip, I went to a, uh, a museum for the Spanish Inquisition of Colombia, you know, because they exported uh, torture, apparently, from Spain back in the day. And... Uh, I was looking around and you know I'm a bit of a history buff I was like man this stuff is so cool I was looking at all these cool like torture devices and stuff I was like man they really don't do stuff like this these days man this is this is all so like crazy and I was like am I a torture hipster and I was like am I like oh they don't they don't they don't do shit like this these days man it's no they're it's fucking way cooler back then like waterboarding fuck that Iron Maidens bro and that fucking pussy ass bullshit like this was real torture um I got a real, uh, I almost blow an aneurysm every time someone uh, says that's ironic when it's completely fucking not. It's like, I don't know what it is uh, about that, but I, I finally uh, found a new way to explain irony to people. It's not, you say, it's not the Alanis Morissette song because everything in that song is fucking coincidence, that dumbass. Uh, it's, so, um, so Hitler ruined a lot of things for people. Um, you know, no one's called Adolf anymore. Uh, you, no one has a Charlie Chaplin mustache anymore, right? Um, but I think that what people don't realize is why he had that mustache. It's because in World War I, it was like the first instances of chemical warfare, right? It was, you know, mustard gas and stuff like that getting used. And so um, the only real facial hair that people had in the German army was that little mustache because they would, uh, it was so that they wouldn't, they facial hair wouldn't interfere with the gas mask being put on. So uh, the definition of irony is uh, Hitler's mustache looking like that because he didn't want to get gassed. That's irony, people, okay? So next time somebody brings that shit up, you, you fucking strike him down with some historical knowledge. Uh, speaking of historical knowledge, do we have any Harry Potter fans in here? Anyone? Got a round of applause? Yeah, I was watching it the other day, and man, Emma Watson is hot. Man, I was watching the Deathly Hallows part one, not the first one, okay? I wasn't, I wasn't going like that, but that got me thinking, right? Uh, she was nine years old when she was cast in that movie, right? She was nine years old, and, uh, you know, she blossomed into a beautiful young woman. Uh, and I just think it's strange, because you know that it was not on accident. You know, they knew. They, looked at, they took a look at this nine-year-old girl, and they're like, she is going to be hot one day. She's going to carry this nine-movie franchise. And I just think that's super creepy that they were that they can tell that like Hollywood. I mean, you know, they're fucking chock full of pedophiles, but they have like a specialist pedophile who's like that one. That one's going to be hot. And I, that, that creeps me out. I mean, that guy's got to be on some kind of list. Right. Right. 
And maybe that's how they found him. Like they took a look at like the Megan's Law listing and they like cross reference it against all their victims to like try to see what these guys were looking for. Like were they after the young and innocent thing or they did they know, know something that none of us could see, you know? They knew that this was gonna be a real looker later. Or uh, I don't know, maybe it was the fact that uh, maybe it's like the top, maybe that like pedophile casting director job is like the top job for like child's beauty pageant judges. Like, that's what they're all aiming for one day. Like, they speak in, like, hushed whispers about that guy. He's like, he's a legend. He picked Emma Watson. He picked Natalie Portman. He told everyone not to hire Macaulay Culkin and Haley Joel Osment anymore. The man's got an eye. All right, guys, that's my time. Thanks a lot. Marty Cunny, everybody. Takes one to know one. Our favorite... Pedophile with the creepy mustache. Yes, good times here on the happy hour. I always, I, I, you need to have your own reality TV show where some camera follows you around and you hit on girls like creepily in interesting ways at strange dark mission bars. I'd watch that on YouTube. Come on. <laughs> Marty, Marty Cunny Creeps. Everybody, your next comedian, what a joy this uh, young man is. We're so happy since he moved here from the South, and we hope he never leaves us because he's so funny. Uh, I think of his jokes all the time. Uh, every time I see a black person, I think of Matthew Banks, everyone. Matthew Banks! Thank you for the introduction. Yes. My name is Matthew Banks, by the way. Uh, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. So I'm, uh, I lost 45 pounds. <laughs> I did. I can finally see my dick again. Yep. I looked down and realized why I got fat in the first place. <laughs> yeah. It's a new one. It's killing already. Excited. Yes, I'm from Mississippi. There's a lot of stereotypes about people from the South. Uh, I've never fucked one of my cousins, by the way. Uh, it's not for lack of trying, though. <laughs> yeah, dude. My cousin is hot as fuck, dude. She's got all of her teeth. She does. She keeps them in an Altoid box. She's, uh, she can cook, too, dude. Oh, my God. Her meth is spectacular. Nothing turns me on like the smell of lithium batteries. She's f fucking gorgeous in her little lab coat. Oh, fuck. What else do we have? Uh, so San Francisco's pretty weird. I just moved here fairly recently. Um, San Francisco's the most politically correct place I've ever been, but at the same time, it's the most sexually liberal. I just don't get how that works. It's just like... Uh, Take this dick, you strong, independent woman. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what you do? You've got the world by the balls, or at least me. Um, that's killing to love it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not scared of uh, death, but I'm definitely scared of dying. Uh, there's a big difference there. The, the ing, I think, is the problem. It's the process to the death. I think if someone was handing out deaths, there would be some days where I'd be like, yeah, dude, give me one of those. I wouldn't mind dying today. As long as you can promise that it won't hurt, you know? Uh, maybe only comedians would be into that. I'm not scared of dying. I'm from the South. I believe in God, unlike you hooligans from <laughs> California. Too smart for God. That's fine. Um, yeah, it's weird. I, 
I got here and everybody talks about how racist Mississippi is. I wasn't buying it. I was like, dude, San Francisco's 5% black people. Fucking 5%. I was like, you've never even given racism a chance, guys. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like, no wonder you can prance around saying you're not racist. Because in order to have racism, you have to have races. Uh, I think that's the number one component there. The white guilt here is fucking ripe, dude. Like, you know why you feel guilty? It's because you're fucking guilty is why. Dude, 8% of NASCAR fans are black. Fucking NASCAR, dude. That means there's a higher percentage of black people sitting in a lawn chair with a John Deere hat on, fucking mourning the death of Dale Earnhardt than there are in San Francisco. <laughs> You're going to come to me with your bullshit about Mississippi being racist? Yeah, go fuck yourself. How about that? Yeah, San Francisco's relationship reminds me of my relationship with beautiful women uh it's a fantasy is <laughs> what it is somebody told me that doesn't count because san francisco's 30 percent asian i was like that doesn't count dude every racist has an asian fetish um <laughs> everyone i know anyway <laughs> correct me when i've <laughs> said something not true um I don't know, San Francisco's great for one reason that I found. There's a lot of gay dudes here. I fucking love gay dudes. Dude, gay dudes know how to treat a man. <laughs> like, seriously, dude. Every time I go to Boston, I stay with this gay couple. It's fucking fantastic. They have the pillows all fluffed up for me. They, like, they tuck the sheet up under the mattress, so I feel like I'm going to sleep with purpose. It's amazing. I feel like I'm at grandma's house. They're like, look, I'll cook you dinner while you sit on the couch with our cats, Gary and Darlene. <laughs> Watch Sound of Music. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I woke up one morning, they're like, so uh, we're going to go get a mani-pedi. Would you like to come with us? It's like, what the fuck do you think I am? Some sort of queer? Of course I want to go get a mani-pedi. <laughs> fucking right, dude. They had milk. Who has milk? <laughs> My milk's been in the fridge like fucking three months. This was fresh, fresh from the tit. It was amazing. Um, I don't know. Do I have anything else left? I've got like 15 seconds. Do I have any killers in my joke box? I don't think so. Thanks, guys. You've been amazing. Have a good night. Matthew Banks, everyone. Ending on a titty joke like a professional. Land on those milk pillows. Uh, your next comedian, I don't know if I saw this tall drink of water walk in. Did Paul Conyers walk in yet? I didn't see him. So, no, he's not there. Otherwise, he would have heard me say that. Uh, Zach Foster. There you, all right, here we go. Your next comedian. He signed up early. He did all his tasks. He's ready to make you laugh. Everybody, Zach Foster! Keep it going for your host. Have you guys seen these people giving away free hugs? Just the most selfless nicest, sweetest people out there. Like, giving up their free time to wrap their, arms, wrap their arms around someone they're probably sexually attracted to. Cause you know they're probably bi, you know? Like, that way every single hug is like a form of sexual arousement. Like, if you're into hugs, you know? Um, like, how do you, how do you develop a hug fetish? What is like, what are these guys going? Is it a part-time gig? Are they doing this full-time? It's like, dude, fuck. 
Gotta go to work again today, giving away free hugs. How do you get into that line of work? Giving away free hugs. It's, you know, give them credit though. They're, at least it's like, these are the first people who have figured out how to put on like a G-rated porn show, okay? It's like porn for the whole family. It's like, I bring my kids to that shit. Daddy, is that a real porn star? No, he just likes giving hugs. <laughs> I got sucked into a camping trip recently. Who the fuck? Okay, who are these people that enjoy this form of behavioral, behavioral aberration, okay? It's like it rained the whole time. I woke up in the morning and I was like, you know the best part of waking up? Folgers in your cup. And I was like, I've never thought Folgers would be the best part of waking up. I've never thought Folgers would be that delicious before. Second best part of the camping trip was taking a shit outside, okay? That's why, like, whenever I want to relive my joyous camping experience, I just wait for it to rain, go outside, and take a shit. Sometimes I don't even wait for it to rain, I just go outside and shit in the sun. Shitting in the sun. Gotta work on my acting skills. You guys saw this post on Bacon a couple of weeks back. Someone asked about the San Francisco Comedy College. You know, it just, it's just people talking all kinds of shit about the college. And I was like, I defended the college, okay? I was like, this is the most prestigious comedy college on the western half of downtown San Francisco. Like, this, is, this college is so prestigious, it only accepts students willing to pay it money. I was like, it, it was actually recently accredited by the California Board of the Dumbest Fucking People on Earth. That is how awesome it is. I, uh, I really hate going to the movies. I don't know why these places exist. It's like I want to watch a movie at home in my pajamas where I can fart repeatedly, you know? It's like in the movies I can fart once and I have to time it for when there's an explosion. It's like there's a bomb taking. It's like three, two, one. I fart, but then the bomb doesn't explode. I'm like this is bullshit. All those people were supposed to die so that I could fart. I think the average, I think it's like what the average person farts was like 14 times a day. When I heard that, I was like, finally, I'm above average at something. <laughs> but I feel like when you fart in public, there's like a checklist you have to go through. It's like, sh did I spread my butt cheeks far enough apart to conceal the sound? Check. Did I conceal the smell? No. False. Um, I, have a, I have a Syrian friend. He actually recently moved to SF from Syria. And I just, I wanted to show him a good time, so I just took him straight to the T-loin. And we're walking around, he's like, holy shit, bro. There are more homeless people here than back home in Syria. Did you guys just have a war or something? I was like, uh, actually, I think the San Francisco has the highest concentration of rich people in the entire world. Um, no, but he's adjusting well. He's like, my two biggest problems in life are ISIS and gluten. Some things he doesn't get, though, like he uses the quotation marks gesture for emphasis. He's like, gender equality is really important. <laughs> he's like, I heard the Holocaust happened. <laughs> he, um... 
He recently moved into the Fillmore Center, and uh, yeah, I swear to God, he told me this. He's like, dude, man, they're not going to believe it. All the people in the building are black. I was like, I guess you can be Syrian and racist at the same time. That's my time, guys. Thanks, Zach Foster. Zach Foster, everyone. Getting political after he talks about farts. Yeah. Way to pull it together. Uh, Usually when I fart too much, if you breathe in fast enough, you can get your own fart smell before other people smell it, is sort of what I use as a go-to on that one. Breathe as much as you can of your own juice, of your own poo particles. It's probiotic. Your next comedian, she's a hilarious human being. She's my co-host every Wednesday on the AltaCast. You guys are going to love her. Clap your hands wildly for LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, win! Oh, we had a great week in black history. We started off Sunday with R. Kelly and ended on an OJ note. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? And it's not February, so we're just going to call this Black History Mess Month. Starting with R. Kelly, the original Pissa. How the fuck you going to have a cult? And you are notoriously known for touching little girls and have a coat full of women who cannot leave. Who are these broads? (laughs) Like, how do you get brainwashed by the dustiest, crustiest motherfucker of R&B, really? The Pied Piper. Do you guys know what a Pied Piper is? He takes, yes, exactly, thank you. Yeah, a Pied, he calls himself the Pied Piper. And... By the way, the Pied Piper is known for using a fucking flute, luring kids into the woods, and they never come back. That's R. Kelly. Now let's move. Through the middle of the week, we have um, dog killer, Michael Vick. Coontastic. Telling, um, making a statement saying that, uh, what's his name, Colin, you know the football player, the brother that is, has a message who doesn't beat wives. Uh, Patrick, whatever. Kaepernick. Thank you, Kaepernick, thank you. Needs to cut his hair. <laughs> now there is some serious tap dancing and house nigga shit going on there, all right? <laughs> Seriously. You tell the brother to cut his hair, maybe he'll send the message, you know? Boss, you should hire him. He's gonna be good to toss the footballs. That's Michael Vick, mind you. What is Michael Vick known for? Dog fighting. Yeah, going to prison for dog fighting. All right, so that's uh, Uncle Tom McVick. Going down the line this week, we're not done. I think we're on Wednesday. Usher. Let it burn. Now, if you don't know this one, this is a good one. So, you know, uh, Usher has the herpes. Yeah, let it burn, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's his jam. Mm, it's gonna come back. He'll never perform that song ever again in public. He is never gonna perform that shit. And that is just, I'm, I, even when that song came out, I'm like, that shit reminds me of herpes. Well, fat flash forward, 12 years later, who's getting burned now? He had to pay his um, wife's or ex-wife's bridesmaid who was fucking 1.5 million dollars for getting burned. That is an expensive ass burn. So let's go tap dance on through the end of the week. And now to put the cherry on the cake, we got our favorite Uncle Sambo, OJ. 
oh Lord, white people went crazy. <laughs> they are having flashbacks of 1996. Oh my God, I can't believe they let him out. Oh gosh, it's like, first of all, this fool got locked up for stealing his own shit back. <laughs> I can't make this up. And like, first of all, he didn't get murdered or get charged for murder, which we all know he did it secretly. Black people know that we he did it. We just were cheering because we had never seen that before. Um, and now this fool is out on parole. You know what's going to happen, right? He's going to have his own reality show. You know it's going to happen. So to top it all off for Black History Week, excuse me, hot Black Mess History Week, we start with R. Kelly. Pissa. We start with Uncle Tom shuffling and jiving for the NFL, y'alls. We got Usher, let it burn. And then OJ, who's coming to get you. Ugh, hot mess. Usually I like to talk about a little bit about my week, but uh, this is, my week's been boring, so <laughs> this shit is coontastic for me. But I was having a conversation with a friend last night and I've noticed there's been a uproar, you know, a bunch of Facebook Live suicides. How do you do that? Like, do you use a selfie stick of like, you're like, okay, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, wait, hold on. Do I have the right angle? Like, or, like, or do you have it, your phone propped up? Like, okay, I think this is it. Wait, hold on. Oh my God, my phone keeps falling, or your phone dies before like the act happens. Like, just imagine that. Like, or, or I mean, like seriously, do, most of them are like not at home. They're like on location suicides. So it's just like, okay, um, so now I'm gonna kill myself, but let me put like some happy faces and some heart emojis up before I murder myself on Facebook Live, which, you know, it's quite funny to me. <laughs> just like, just kill yourself and just let it go. Let it burn. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to let it burn and leave this joint, so I will talk to you guys next week. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, win breaking down the Black Mess History Month of this week. Yes, I watched OJ live, and uh, he did not seem apologetic at all about anything, which was, he had a, he had a great swagger on. I appreciated it, and I think he should get another commercial deal soon uh, for... What what cars did he used to sell? What it was like the whitest Hertz. car ever, right? Hertz. It was Hertz. Oh right, rental cars. He was. <laughs> Your next comedian isn't here. I don't. Ken Suzuki's not here. I didn't see him. Paul Conyers didn't come in. Didn't see him either. I know your next comedian's here. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Hunter Stare. I didn't know you guys had one of these things. I've never seen one of these before. Is this thing recorded? Pam, is this is this show recorded? Yes. Okay, so I don't have to record myself. Awesome. Hey, everybody. Um, so uh, my girlfriend and I were thinking about having a kid, you know? Yeah, it seems like a bad idea, right? Seems like a terrible idea. But, you know, and it seemed like that to us at first, too. But then we started thinking about, you know, how magical it would be. It's just all you have to do is, like, fuck. And then nine months later, bam. You have a third person for the Bay Bridge carpool lane. <laughs> Thank you. So my name is Hunter, everybody. If y'all haven't met me before, um, I'm from Louisiana. Uh, I f oh yeah? No, I used to go there every summer. 
Okay, cool. But thank you anyway for the love. Um, I uh, I guess Hunter's kind of an com- uncommon name in California, but it's a super common name in Louisiana. Like there's like a thousand guys and ladies where I'm from named Hunter, and uh, none of them look anything like me. You know, like they all they all have like they're like huge, excitable dudes and ladies who have like you know big beer guts, but like great asses and like camouflage wife beaters and baseball caps to say fuck y'all. I'm from Louisiana. Whereas I, I look more like, say, like a young Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) If he were addicted to math. So, um, dun, 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 dun. Uh, anybody here over six feet tall? Anybody? Yeah. How much, ballpark, how much do you think you weigh? 290, I weigh 125. Whoa. I'm six foot two, 125 pounds, pure muscle. Um, the most I've ever weighed is 145, and I was like so proud of that achievement until I lost the tapeworm. Yeah, I'm the only person who could possibly uh, gain weight from having a parasite because apparently it has a slower metabolism than I do. I've been eating a lot of sushi, you know, trying to recruit a new one. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've never weighed 145. So, um, a little bit more about my girlfriend. Uh, I, sometimes I look at her, you know, like we've been together for like 3.5 years or 3.6 year anniversary coming up. And sometimes I just look at her and I think to myself, God damn, I bet my microbes have colonized the shit out of her. But it goes both ways. You know, like, you, like, do you ever like wake up in the morning with your significant other's hair all over you and you have to pull it off in the bathroom in the morning? Like, this is me in the bathroom in the morning, just like. (sighs) (laughs) A little bit of physical humor for the radio audience. Fuck them, right? But, um, so it's intimacy. But, you know, kind of dark stuff a little bit with the tapeworm and everything. I'm sorry about that. I'm not all about darkness. For instance, like, has anybody seen that new kid show that just came out? The Little Spy That Could? Featuring Donald Trump Jr. as The Little Spy That Could? It's, it's pretty good. Have any of y'all seen it? It's pretty good, right? Pretty good. A lot of plot holes, though. You know, like, I feel like they should fire the director. Oh, wait. You can only do that one time and get away with it. Um... But it's kind of insane, like, they've been caught lying, just like dead to rights in the most unimaginative ways, just like over and over and over again, yet they still get people who are like voluntarily going out on TV and defending them, just like, oh, it's not their fault, they're just new at this, they're not, you know, educated in the protocol, it's not their fault, they're new at this, it's like, you know what? There's some merit to that. They are very new at this, and you can't expect them to get everything immediately. You know, I'm sure that by the second term of the third Ivanka Trump administration, we're, you know, they're going to have this ethics thing down. You know what I mean? And like, (laughs) but there's no possible, I just don't understand how the trajectory of this can go since they have to change their story like more times than a lug wrench changes tires just over and over and over again. Like first it's like the Russians, I resent, I resent the implications, sir. How dare you? Then it's, 
oh yeah, sure, those Russians, but that was just for this Russian version of the Bachelorette that we were going to field in Moscow. No big deal. And then it's like, oh yeah, I mean, it was opposition research, but there's no possible way that that could be illegal, right? And then it's, well, yes, I did say all of those things, but I don't actually know what words mean because I contracted syphilis in 1996. Thank you guys. I'm Hunter. Give it up. Give it up for your host. Hunter Stare, everyone, bringing you the news uh, with uh, humor. It's hard. It's hard not to laugh at all the things going on, and, and then we'll all just start crying. Yay! We're all gonna die. Uh, only poor people. Don't worry. Rich people, they're gonna be fine. They're gonna stay alive for a long time. They're gonna start making those really cool. Um, uh, you know, you take the 3D printing, you take the hemp, and then you 3D print, like, you know, a kidney or something. But only rich people can have the hemp, and it'll be like, Jeff Sessions will be like, weed is bad, except when it makes you a new kidney. <laughs> You're next, Comedicus, because I'm, I'm an old fuck. Paul Conyers still not here? Still not here. Dang it, Ken Suzuki also late. Uh, it would have been nice to have our Russian friend, Gene Feld, like, hop on up after that Russia set, but he's not here either. <sighs> Uh, you know who is here, though? He has a great show here every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight. It's called The Night Space. He has a new book out on Amazon. You should pick it up. Nighttime story time. But right now, you get to listen to his jokes. Clap your hands wildly for Arden. Pam, one of these days you'll get it right. It's high time story time. High time. You know, like high times. Yeah, yeah. That's why I did that, so that uh, when people type in high times into the Amazon search, I come up. Uh, so fuck them. Uh, yeah, capitalism. Woo! How's everybody doing today? It's a Friday. Yeah, it's my Monday, so fuck all you. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's going to get dark for a second here. I, uh, I had therapy yesterday, so a lot did a lot of digging. And uh, I had this nightmare the other night, and it would, all right, so a little bit about me. I I have an abusive mother, Uh, so yeah, fun. Uh, So I had this terrible dream that uh, she was on me about my aunt that I haven't seen in forever, uh, giving me two grand. And I'm like, fuck, I really could use that money. Where the, I don't remember getting that two grand. And she, she's on me about it. But my mother used to make stuff off all the time. It never actually happened. Uh, so, but the, the thing is, you know, when I was younger, that type of dream would haunt me and upset me and throw me into a deep depression. And now I'm just upset that I can't get a decent night's sleep. I mean, Jesus, fuck, I'm tired, people. I worked a double today. Oh, my God. That's why I'm a little loopy. Uh, no, I. Uh, so, all right, we're about to get real. This is gonna. Oh, this is gonna be bad. Uh, so, uh, females in the audience are about to hate me. I. Uh, so, I was hooking up with someone I hadn't seen in like three months the other day, and uh, as we're going at it, I. I. There's no good way to put this. I'm noticing that she's put on some weight, and I'm. I'm thinking to myself. Well, wait. It's been like three months since I last saw her, she would have told me, right? Like, and, and so, but you can't ask while you got your dick inside someone, because that's just, that's bad etiquette, right? So I'm like feeling her stomach as I'm, I'm going at it, and I'm like, all right, is that a kick, my dick, or did she have Chipotle? Uh, 
But, you know, it, 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 thankfully, thankfully, after it ended, she solved the mystery for me, and she let me know uh, that she had gone on this new medication that caused her to gain a bunch of weight, uh, and it probably made the baby retarded. <laughs> uh, so, no, 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 no. Uh, she's not pregnant, and she doesn't exist. Uh, so, ye, ladies, can you come back from fucking a magician? Like, like, because the greatest trick they have is giving you herpes, right? Uh, See, I make fun of magicians because as a kid, I learned a whole bunch of card tricks because I was awkward. And, uh, you know, you think impressed girls, uh, only you forget that uh, magicians don't get laid. Uh, Oh, man. But no, uh, I, so I ordered a dress in the mail the other day because I was thinking about doing this bit on stage as a magician, but I was like, no, let's make it funny. This is comedy. I'll dress up as the assistant and do the bit. That'll, that'll be hysterical. But I think I ordered the dress too small, but then it came and it fit like a glove. Uh, so ladies, you have one more thing to be insecure about. I'm a size four. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. But it's because I'm an anorexic, right? I've got all the mental problems, and they just compound, and eventually the depression and the anxiety leads to the anorexia. Uh, But I'm not like an anorexic anorexic, right? I'm more of like a Philly anorexic. Like, you can't really tell they're anorexic because they're carrying a few extra pounds, and uh, yeah, they'll only eat one thing a day, but it'll be a cheesesteak. all right, I'm working on that. Anyway, uh, with, with the horn, I want to give you some ideas for some movies. Uh, 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 80s movie two, uh, more cocaine. Because <laughs> if you watch all 80s movies, they're the, the sequel is always the same thing. It's they took the concept, they did a bunch of blow movie. <laughs> and you're just going, what the, how? How did Weekend at Bernie's? Go to Weekend at Bernie's, like, I don't even know what, because I haven't seen that movie in like a decade, and it's just all fuzzy memories, but I know there's a lot of cocaine involved in that movie. There's gotta be. Ah. Ah. Anyway, I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this. Uh, Title from my next movie, Uh, based on the game, classic 80s game, Simon. Uh, The movie's simply called... Simon, and the tag is, uh, this summer, Simon says, beep, boop, boop, beep. (laughs) Anyway, that's been my time. My name's been Arden. Give it up for your host, Pat Benjamin. Arden, everyone. (laughs) Beep, boop, boop, beep. Breaking it down for all you guys. That was very funny. So listen to his show every Wednesday. From 10 to midnight here on Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian also has a show here on Mutiny Radio. It's every Sunday from 8 to 10. Put your hands together, everyone, for Easy Evie. It's okay. You can stop clapping now. Um, so this is what's on my mind. How to tell you're having a bad day uh, when someone says to you on your way out, have a good day, if you can. And I'm like, what's that supposed to mean, if you can? 
I mean, I didn't even know I was having a bad day. I just maybe was talking about something that sounded counterculture. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know the other day I was having a bad day, at least briefly, when I was, I was in the Tenderloin. That's a great part of town, if you've ever been there. And um, I, was about to, I was about to cross the street, and there was this uh, you know, Uber, Lyft, one of those, uh, what do they call it, TNC vehicles? Um, and they were like, I was like, they're kind of edging over on the crosswalk, and I kind of want to cross the street, so I'm kind of going to like veer over here and kind of walk around them. And as I was trying to actually like, you know, go around them to cross the street, they started inching towards me and so I scream like not because I think they're gonna hit me just because I want to let them know and then they actually start like pulling the other direction like like even more towards me and then I'm like I, I actually I, I walk all the way around them and then I'm just yelling at this lady I'm like bitch you're trying to run me over and then she's like she's like oh, you want to start something? You want to start something? So I'm like, I walk up close, and I'm like, oh, you want to run me over? And she's like, yep, I want to run you over. So my, my, theory, my, my theory is, you know, you're an Uber driver. You'll do anything for a dollar. Um, another way to tell you're having a bad day, you're on the, bu you're on the bus with an ex-con, and you feel like telling this guy off. <laughs> there's a guy his face had like I don't know I don't know if he like just came off the set of a movie or what but he had like sort of a green glow around the edge of his face and like some orange color too I don't know if it was like it was like prison face paint or something and he's trying to sell some songs to some kid on the bus uh, with Spotify I don't know, like, he, so he's like an entrepreneur or something. I guess that's what they teach you in jail these days. Um, and the kid will not tell this guy to shut up. Like, he's just going on and on and on. I want to tell the guy to shut up, but I'm just like, I'm kind of an enabler. So I'm like, I want to just, like, let the kid do his thing. But the guy ends up getting off the bus. I, like, jump out of the way just at the last minute because he's, like, actually talking about, like, you know, move out of the way because I don't want to steal people's wallets and, you know, if I don't have to. Uh, so I jump out of the way. He gets off the bus. And then, like, all these kids are, like, giggling and laughing. And I'm like, kids, like, this isn't a funny subject. Like, like <laughs> this is actually really sad. This is the state of our prison industrial complex in this country. And because I like to get attention, as soon as the guy gets off the bus, I'm like, hey, everybody, your tax dollars at work, you know? Look, look, at, how, look, at, you know, look at what uh, great character we build you know, when we send people to prison. And everyone knows OJ's out of prison. I don't know why one of my coworkers said, Charles Manson's out of prison, and I looked up on Google, and I'm like, no, it's not Charles Manson, it's OJ. I don't know how you confuse <laughs> Charles Manson with OJ. Uh, I'm really not sure how that works. Um, okay, uh, there is justice in the world. There's a guy over at the Hotel Utah, he did a feature. His name is Trump Rabies. And he had the brilliant idea of putting a swastika on his chest. It was a reverse swastika, so it was kind of like you you kind of have to look at it through a rear view mirror to be offended. <laughs>
but uh they 86 him out of the bar and that like it's like he was excited about it i was excited about it uh you know i'm a like a second or so generation holocaust survivor and i was still excited about it but i'm like hey look there's justice in the world because uh this you know this kind of humor we won't stand for Um, yeah, words, I, th I think, uh, I think I'm going to stop there, right? I think I'm out of time, right? All right, I'm Easy Evie, I have a show here, I'm featuring at Hotel Utah Open Mic August 14th, and watch out world, because I'm coming back. Yay, Easy Evie, go see her on the 14th at Hotel Utah, and listen to her show here at mutinyradio.fm. You can download it in the archives, yay! Your next comedian. You, I, I won't make you go up next, even though you're next on the list, because you just walked in the door, and that's not fair. Uh, but Jade's not here, but you know who is? Uh, hey, she's one of the half of the comedy couch that happens every Saturday now down there in a weird part of the Soma, right behind a weed store. Hey, put your hands together, everybody. It's Rose Hines. Yeah, hey, everybody. I'm Rose Hines. And uh, so as many of you know, I used to live in Los Angeles. I'm a survivor. <laughs> I made it. And uh, one of the most uh, popular events of the year in Los Angeles is the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's really great because it just, it brings, I really like the Renaissance Fair because it brings just everybody together. You know, like, uh, it brings together the, the hipsters and the theater nerds and like the young professionals from Orange County. <laughs> like they're just all like, Basically, there's more white people at the Renaissance Fair in Orange County um, than like actually during the Renaissance. <laughs> and there's just, there's just something kind of creepy about like too many white people in one place celebrating history. <laughs> like completely inaccurately. <laughs> like bottled water. Glow sticks. Yeah. And I, I actually wrote that like right when the Tea Party was first, like long before Trump, and now it's like, oh my God, it's coming true. This is scary. <laughs> and um, I, I actually, um, I, I have to say uh, before I go any further that today is my birthday. Yeah, and um, so that meant I was like depressed yesterday <laughs> watching inspirational videos on Facebook and just getting angry. Have you guys done that before? You're like, fuck these inspirational people. They're like, yeah, I just, man, I just quit my job and I, I left everything and now I'm a famous actor and I'm like, I did the same thing and now it's 10 years later and I'm still me, okay. Like, I still can't, like, I have to use a calculator to figure out my age. That's where I'm at in life right now. Um, 
But seriously, like, there's self-help books for everything. Like, <laughs> like, move your stuff, change your life. Like, that's a real book title. <laughs> like, <laughs> change your wardrobe, change your outfit, change your life. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you could really use that, seriously, dude, could do it. No, but seriously, I, I did it, I, I did everything, and um, I, I'm actually gonna write, I'm gonna write a self-help book that's like, changing your life will change your life, <laughs> right? Like, just, I mean, like, to look at, like, think, like, Einstein, like, fashion wasn't exactly on his radar, but without him, we probably wouldn't have radar. Like, just, just do what you need to do, right? Like, they say Steve Jobs, like, wore the same outfit every day. Okay. Now I just sound like I'm justifying, like, the way I look, the way I dress. Like. <laughs> um, so before I left L.A., because I, I, I came, I came to, to California. I, I, I basically feel like I moved to San Francisco about, um, about 20 years too late. <laughs> like... Uh, <laughs> but I, I uh, we, the last thing I did before I left Los Angeles was was cleaning houses. Yeah, and uh, basically, cl cleaning houses is is just really different in real life than it is in porn. <laughs> like, you just end up on your hands and knees, like in the bathroom cleaning like there's no dick <sighs> okay no sympathy you guys are like whatever <laughs> you're like just get a you just went into the wrong career okay it's like easily remedied okay like I, I did I, I lived I lived in the valley like the porn capital of the world but I was cleaning houses okay <sighs> um what else do I want to talk about? I guess I'll talk about my parents, since they are the ones who raised me. And it's my birthday, so. Uh, just a couple things. Uh, my parents are actually new age pastors. Yeah. Like my mom, she believes in, in reincarnation. Like she thinks I'm gonna be a really big success, just not this lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I end up uh, talking to a lot of, uh, like having a lot of conversations about religion that I don't really want to have. Like the worst date I ever went on, the guy told me that I was going to hell because I wasn't part of his church. But uh, he was willing to save me. And I was like, I don't need saving, I need cash. So I stopped talking to him, you know, after he helped me move. And, uh, what else is there? Ah, I think that's it. I'm Rose Hines. You guys have been great. Rose Hines, everyone. Just to remind the comedians that came in later, when you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. That's what the horn means. I'm not, I'm, I'm not just being supportive of your funny punchlines. <laughs> Your next comedian 
what a great lady she is. She's putting together, uh, she's working on a fundraiser for the station on August 12th. It's going to be an exciting show, but you get to see her right here, right now. Clap your hands together for Rachel Raphael. I didn't know we were doing a fundraiser. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever we're doing on August 12th, you should come see it. Um, that's, that's the point. Who knows where we'll put the money? I mean, you know, we gotta, you know, Arden needs a hamburger. He's very skinny. Um, uh, I had actual jokes planned, but I just want to tell, tell you guys, um, someone said something to me that, and it wasn't supposed to be creepy, but I'm convinced this sounds really creepy no matter the situation. Here's what it was. It was just a guy looking at me going, you're one of my favorite girls. Seems creepy no matter what. No matter what. And I was just like, I, and I like didn't know what to do. And I was, I, it was at a food truck. I was getting a sandwich from him. And I like immediately was just like, you mean I'm one of your favorite customers? And I think he was like, dude, like I'm giving you a sandwich. Like calm down. But um, I think I should start telling men that they're like my favorite girls. <laughs> if it like, I mean, because if you think about like, because I was thinking the other way, because I'm like, like, saying, like, you're one of my favorite gentlemen. Like, that just sounds nice. Like, Rose, you're one of my favorite gentlemen. Like, that just sounds cute. But you're one of my favorite girls. is very creepy, and I'm not even sure why. Um, uh, so when I came up here, uh, besides, I mean, you've also decided I need the book called Change Your Outfit, Change Your Life. Uh, we Most most female comedians do. Uh, I know what you were thinking, and it was, um, hey, I bet she has the normal amount of ovaries, right? Isn't that what we all think about as soon as anyone gets on stage? Sure. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. Um, and you'd be wrong, because um, I have four. Uh, one I keep at a friend's house. Uh, one I usually keep in Mutiny Radio, but, it, you know. Uh, and uh, two, the, there are two in my body. Um, so, so I do that. Actually, no. I just have half of one. Um, I know, I fooled everyone. You thought I had... You thought I had two overs this whole time. Everything, everything's going crazy now. Um, I actually have half of one because my body said, we're bored. I guess there's nothing good on TV. Let's get giant ovarian tumors. Why not? Um, and how giant? I'm glad you asked. Uh, one was the size of a watermelon. Uh, don't think a circular watermelon. Think like a more like oblong shaped watermelon, like more of a football. Uh, and one was the size of a grapefruit. And I had those in my body at the same time. Uh, The watermelon one had walls, so now that it's out of me, I've been renting it out as a San Francisco apartment, (laughs) making a a little dough off that. Um, So yeah, that's that's been fun. I'm fine now. I mostly just have like, my stomach looks weird, and um, I used to get a lot of hot flashes, and I do stand-up comedy. Those are like the three main side effects. My my friends were like, "Well, what what are you gonna do with the tumors?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna have them in my body. That's that's all. I didn't I didn't know we had to get anywhere else with that. Just I won't have them inside my body causing problems. And apparently, and so one of my friends wanted to um, like bronze it and like use it as a paperweight in his apartment. Uh, his girlfriend <laughs> did not want to do that. Um, I kind of imagined that, like, if you were going to go that route, you would maybe, like, put it in a jar of formaldehyde, and then, like, it would have to be in, like, the family photos, and, like, you'd have to, like, put a menorah on it, because I'm Jewish, like, for Hanukkah. (laughs) That's kind of what I imagined. Um, 
or maybe we could bronze it and like make throwing stars. Um, there was, there's not enough merch about uh, m- me having ovarian tumors. Um, I mean, like, I'm, I'm talking like, you know, t-shirt cannon, but it shoots out fake tumors like in the middle of the Super Bowl. I'm talking about a t-shirt that says, um, uh, like, my friend had ovarian tumors and all I got was this t-shirt. Uh, I'd like a children's book. Uh, that might be called The Little Ovary That Could. It's a whole thing. Um, but the main thing is that I was too busy worrying about um, mortality to realize that I looked pregnant, but I was not. And um, when you look pregnant, but you're not, you can do a lot of pranks. Uh, so <laughs> there's a lot of pranks you can do if you, if you look pregnant. Um, so here are some of the pranks I wish I had done. Um, I would drink, uh, drink a 40 and smoke a cigarette in a hot tub. And that is a potluck situation. You bring all the things that like pregnant ladies aren't supposed to be near. Mercury, quaalude, shellfish, all the things. Um, at some point I gather around all the dudes and they like put their arms out like this and I lay across them and someone takes a picture and in the picture I'm shrugging and the caption is just, who knows? Uh, (laughs) I would stage an awkward fight in Safeway with a male friend. Um, and look, this is San Francisco. I believe in equality. I'm an ally. I would stage a fight in a Whole Foods with a female friend. Um, I just, I just feel like it'd be more believable. Me and Pam have already planned that one. Uh, I feel like there is a karaoke set where you drink brown liquor and just sing Papa Don't Preach three times in a row. And lastly, I would like wear a sundress, put on some makeup, um, you know, like go into like a Ross or like a TJ Maxx like licking an ice cream cone, so this is already like a wardrobe and an acting challenge for me, I'm aware. And I would just buy all the wire hangers. Thank you! <laughs> Yay! Rachel Raphael! We're gonna stage that in the Whole Foods, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna get in a fight, we're gonna have some uh, stage uh, fighting, we'll have some choreographed stage combat that we'll do in the frozen foods aisle, I'm thinking. I just know that the foods. fight is going to start about organic cat food. That's what you told me a while ago. Yeah, absolutely. And, I want to do some hair tracks. pulling stuff. That'll be fun. But it's 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 a fun little stage thing. You, you actually hold your own hair, and I shake oh, your okay. hand on your head. I'm, all right. It's really fun. Okay, I'm glad we're doing stage choreography. Yeah, we've I've yeah okay. I've, I've worked with fight choreographers before. We'll be fine. You'll be fine. I won't okay, hurt great. you too much. All right, everybody, Rachel Raphael, yay! <laughs> Fighting over organic cat food, just. Like, we should. Uh, I don't even buy cat food anymore. I, I make my own cat food. That's what a crazy cat lady I am. Your next comedian, what a funny guy he is. Every Wednesday at the Eagle, he has a great open mic. And the first Wednesday of the month, it's a showcase. And you guys should go check it out. Everybody clap your hands together for Colin Holtz. Whoa, baby. All right. I'm going to tell you a story about saving my friend's life. Yes, it's a very humbling story. Uh, It doesn't sound like it, because I keep telling you that I saved my friend's life. Okay. Uh, My friend and I, my friend John and I, we were drinking. It was 1 a.m., we were drinking in a park, and my friend John wanted to kill himself. He kept saying, I'm gonna kill myself, Colin. I'm a coward, I'm gonna kill myself. Uh, 
And then I had to fart, so I said, oh, "Hold on, this will be, this will cheer you up." And then I, I farted, but more than gas came out. Uh, I mighta shit my pants a little bit, and then my friend John didn't want to kill himself anymore. I was like, "Wait a second, you." Just a couple seconds ago, he was like, yeah, my life is bad, but I didn't shit my pants. And uh, I definitely uh, was not sure if I had shit my pants until our ride share came and the driver in the car rolled down all of the windows. And that's when I knew that I for sure shit my pants. Luckily, we did not pick up anybody else along the way. Thank God. And when I got home and I checked, I was disappointed. Like, I wanted there to be more. Like, it was not an adult amount of poop for the adult amount of smell that was there. Um, So listen... Uh, I know that you are thinking this isn't a story about you saving your friend's life. This is a story about you shitting your pants. But hey, my friend's still alive, so take that. <laughs> uh, let's see. I uh, hey. A round of applause if you regularly hang out with a registered pedophile. Uh, just you? <laughs> all right, you're, you're, you're not being for real, but that's all right. Round of applause if you genuinely care about the well-being and safety of children. Yeah. All right, that is the correct response. Well, then you should definitely be hanging out with a registered pedophile on a regular basis. Because the more you're hanging out with them, the less they get to hang out with kids. It's like, find one on the registry tonight in your neighborhood. Ask to get the house tour. Oh, is that a basement? What's going on down there? Hmm, a jungle gym. No, a sex dungeon, adults only? Why do you have two swings? What is this? Listen, all right, uh, a pedophile is like the only person where you would feel safer if they speed through the school zone, you know? Like, when kids on Halloween are trick-or-treating, asking for candy door-to-door, a pedophile should have to answer and be like, I'm sorry, I don't do that anymore. I'm retired. (laughs) You're gonna have to find your candy somewhere else. Uh, when I was growing up, like, middle school and high school and stuff like that, my friends, they would practice their graffiti, and where they'd practice their graffiti would be, like, under bridges and, uh, like, highway underpasses, sewers, that kind of thing. And, uh, I heard that in Miami, the sex offender laws are so strict that they're all living underneath this one highway, uh, overpass, And that seems kind of crazy to me because it's like, it seems less like a a sex offender solution and more like a graffiti solution, you know? (laughs) Like the kids are going to be like, oh, I need to practice my graffiti. There's this one highway underpass. 
do I want to risk being caught by pedophiles and the police? Okay. Well, that's all I wanted to talk about. Thanks. Golan Olds, everyone. Getting edgy with the pedophile jokes here. Mutiny Radio. Thinking a lot about thinking a lot about pedophiles. I wrote a book once that was called The Little Book of Pedophilia. It was a poetry book. <laughs> we can talk about that someday. Your next comedian, he is the other half of the comic couch every Saturday at 5.30. You guys can check them out online. They're in the Soma behind a really cool um, dispensary. It, but it's in a weird, cool part of the Soma at, at the comedy couch inside the Mango Dome. Hey, everybody, clap your hands together for Kip Fuller! <laughs> How's it going, everybody? To all you comedians in here, I want to just apologize if I seem like I was dozing off, because I kind of was. Like, cocaine is like, it's supposed to be good for comedy, and I didn't do any cocaine, I don't do drugs. But I did like the next worst thing. I actually had a fucking burrito in the neighborhood before I came here. And burritos are like comedy kryptonite, guys. I mean, I just found that out. And they both, cocaine and burritos come from Mexico. Now, I'm not blaming the Mexicans. I'm not blaming the Mexicans. I'm just saying that stuff, Mexican food really put me to sleep, I gotta say, man. Um, But yeah, it's been a lot of interesting things in the news lately. You know, they've been talking about a lot about Usher and people say Usher's a scumbag, and I agree with them. And, uh, but it just kind of makes me think about, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. You know, Usher's giving people herpes and he's a scumbag. Jim Carrey's giving people herpes. He gave a woman herpes and gonorrhea, and they're saying he's a douchebag. But isn't a douchebag supposed to go in the pussy dirty and come out clean I mean come on man I mean you know I, I don't think I don't think I think because he has herpes he's permanently banned from the douchebag category you know I don't think that Jim Carrey could ever be a douchebag now scumbag yeah Jim Carrey could definitely qualify as a scumbag now um, who's the next guy uh, Bill Cosby now Bill Cosby I think Bill Cosby could definitely qualify as a douchebag because Bill Cosby actually could go up in the pussy so clean a woman doesn't even know he's been there for like 30 years, man. It takes him 30 years to talk about it. I mean, even, what, is this too real for you guys or what, man? I mean, shit, you know? I was in Berkeley and they laughed at this shit. I mean, you know, you guys look like Berkeley people, you know? I was born in San Francisco, I know, man. Like, she's really Berkeley. Like, where are you, where do you live, lady? Nevada. Nevada? <laughs> I could, I mean, it's like I could smell the patchouli oil coming off you up here. Like, you laughing, because you know it's true. I know, I see. And this guy, he's got like his rustic, like pre-cowboy, like 18th century hat on with his rustic beard, man. I mean, what kind of jokes do I need to do here, man? Uh, Should I do woke comedy? Should I do some black comedy for you guys? Fuck it, I'll do woke comedy, man. 
I'm like the wokest black man you ever seen, man. I woke up woke this morning, man. I actually was woke when I was born, man. Uh, a white man pulled me out of my mother's vagina and slapped the shit out of me when I was born, man. It made me cry and everything. I was born woke. I'm, I'm, I'm woke every day of the year. Every single day of the year I'm woke. I'm woke every day of the year until the 4th of July when I'm uh, sucking the skin off some baby back ribs and eating watermelon with all the rest of the black people, you know. Um, San Francisco's changed a lot, man. It really has. Um, I've seen it change a lot, you know. Uh, I was born and raised here. You hear a lot of interesting conversations. Like, what do you do? Oh, what do you do? What do you do? Oh, I'm working on the most fantastic thing. It's the first time I've worked on something greater than myself. I, I stay up all night working on it. And it's just a matter of time before that guy gets the response he really wants. And that's, I sell cocaine, motherfucker, you know? Somebody's got to keep you up all night working on all that important stuff you do, you know? I, I went to Oakland. It's, it's been changing a lot, too. Oakland's been changing a lot. I went there, and I saw a lot of brothers, like black men, standing around with their shirts off, talking about, fuck the police. I thought it was a Black Lives Matter rally. And then I saw one of the guys holding the police officer's hand. And I was like, wait a minute, some of these guys actually are fucking these police officers, man. It's really interesting. <laughs> it's really interesting. Maybe I should go to San Francisco and check out the Black Lives Matter rally. So uh, I came over here to the Black Lives Matter rally, you know, and um, I have to say, I had a really good time hanging out with all the white per people. I was the only black person there, man. Yeah, it was fucking awesome, man. Had a really good time eating all that granola and drinking wine, you know. White people make really good granola, by the way. The, the new ones, the new ones that moved here, they're, they're really cool people, you know. Uh, but on that note, I think I'll end it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Kip Fuller, everyone. Visit him on Saturday nights down in the Soma at the Comedy Couch. All right. Moving right along here on the happy hour, the happiest of happy hours here, bringing comedy to you from mutinyradio.fm, your next comedian. Clap your hands in a slappy-like motion for Aiden Candelario. Hey, you had me pretty pegged. <laughs> I like that. I feel like, uh, though, maybe more, more of a rust-colored than rustic beard. You're aiming at that. Um, I, I, I like the orange hue. Uh, it makes me look kind of like a baby orangutan. <laughs> or maybe uh, right now more like Curious George stole the hat. <laughs> and, I, you know, I look, I look real white, but uh, I'm actually a white Mexican. You know, I got the mix of both. I, I, I like to describe myself as a chorizo and kale burrito. Which is probably the best way to get kale down if, I mean, of course I shouldn't tell people in San Francisco that. You probably know how to get that kale down. Um, you know, I think uh, all the self-love needs to stop. I, I'm, I'm not saying that, that people need to feel bad about their body for any reason. I just don't want us to forget about self-hatred. I think like a dusting of self-loathing is what makes people charming. <laughs> like I found all of you charming, so you probably have some of that. 
maybe a little. Because, you, you know, you guys ever meet somebody who really loves themselves? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, if you don't hate yourself, you probably need to do a little bit of self-discovery, <laughs> and then, then you'll get to the self-loathing. Not a fan of that motorcycle, kind of, kind of ruined my timing. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, yeah, I, I hate myself quite a bit, but like, for good reasons, not for the superficial stuff. Like, like I don't hate myself because I look like somebody who puts the toilet seat down in the men's restroom, <laughs> or uh, yeah, any of the things like that. Uh, I, I hate myself because uh, I probably pooped in a pool. <laughs> I was like far too old to be pooping in a pool. Not that there's an appropriate age, but uh, I was 12. And I was at a pool party where I didn't know anybody, and my reaction to that was just to pound hot dogs like I was Kobayashi. Like I was a step away from dunking the buns in the pool so they'd go down faster. And of course, that caught up to me. At a certain point, I'm swimming along, and I feel uh, what I would like to believe was just the most satisfying fart of my life. But uh, it brushed by my thigh on the way out. <laughs> So probably not. Thankfully, I wasn't wearing the kind of trunks with that like netting. So that would have been really bad. I don't know if it would have shoved it back into my ass or like strained it into some kind of like shit spaghetti, like a feces fusilli. Could have been like a Play-Doh haircut doll in my trunks. But I look back because I'm not sure if this really happened. I mean, I felt it, but I look back to try to see it and I didn't, I didn't see it. But probably what really happened was it was just like such a dense duke that it shot straight to the bottom of the pool and was just standing upright there like a thick brown diving toy. Just at the bottom of the deep end. What doesn't go bode well for it not happening is I jumped out of the pool immediately. I was like, I'm not going to swim around in that cock of duty water. But I, I still wanted to verify and I couldn't see it. So I went in the bathroom to, to like check and uh, instead of having like uh, a small shit, like uh, what was his name? Who's? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of that, it was perfectly clean. It was like a ghost poop. <laughs> and so that I, I thought was evidence that maybe it really didn't happen. But a friend of mine pointed out that it was probably clean because that shit baby was a water birth. Which I think if it wasn't attached to all this shame, I would be like saying that's like the new hip way to poop. Like forget the squatty potty, just go straight to in water. It's like a still bidet. It's, it's the best. Uh, I've, I've told the story a few times, but I keep working on it because it doesn't really have much of a resolution. Like uh, I just left and I, I never had to face up to this. There was no like Caddyshack moment. Um, and yeah, I keep working on it and I feel like I'm just trying to polish a turd. <laughs> um, so I work at a pool now, <laughs> unrelated, but true. Uh, I'll leave you with this. So they thought, um, I think doing dishes is counterproductive, especially if you use paper plates. Uh, sometimes that one just needs a while to sink in. 
All right, I drew a groan out of you guys. Uh, it's fun. Uh, yeah, uh, give it up. Give it up for Pam and all yourselves. Yeah. I always love this place. Thanks. Candelario, everyone. Ending on puns like a champion. Also, the idea of pooping into water is going to be, once there's not a drought anymore, million dollar idea. Billion dollar. Your next comedian, he is my favorite Russian. Uh, he's actually the only Russian I know, but it's, it's, that, that's not the only reason why he's my favorite. You guys are going to love him. Clap those meatballs together for Gene Feld. <laughs> Keep it going for the last guy. Didn't catch your name. I think your jokes are perfect for like TV dinners. <laughs> they should be repackaged as TV dinner jokes. <laughs> Especially the last one. Now I learned something about myself, you guys. Recently, I was um, walking to the office. And I saw a homeless man like right the smack in the middle of financial district, like Market and Pine. He had his pants around his ankles. Pants, Pam Benjamin. <laughs> and he was just like completely naked otherwise, wiping himself. And, um, and we locked eyes. <laughs> Give me a eye contact. And what I learned is I'm really a glass half full type of guy because the first thing that came to my mind was, well, at least he's wiping. And then I figured that, you know, it's difficult to take a dump in the middle of a busy street, so you have to lock eyes with someone to concentrate, right? Like, that's what performers do. You know, find one person in the audience. And, um, he clearly recognized that I was a glass half full type of guy, so that's probably why. I think. I don't know. Um, you know what's interesting with the progress is that, like, think about it. A small entity through Facebook was able to disseminate fake information and get a bunch of people to act on it like, if you were doing it in the 70s, you would have to create a religion. Now you can just do it with Facebook. Oh, well, you guys don't think it's interesting. I don't know. Um, I went to my friend's daughter's birthday party a while ago, like either 6th or 7th, and um, of all the people, she chose to ask me what's abortion. And, you know, like, I'd rather she ask me who killed JFK. Because then I would just say, you know, sweetheart, we used to have this FBI director, his name was G. Edgar Hoover, he really enjoyed wearing ladies' dresses, but he couldn't do so openly, and the Folsom Street Fair didn't exist, so it should just get out of hand. But she didn't ask me that. I wish she, I wish she asked me, like, why is Donald Trump president? You know, because then I would have just told her, look, sweetheart, O.J. Simpson really didn't believe in couples counseling. He wouldn't even give it a stab. And 
the Kardashians got famous and the reality TV was born and that's why Donald Trump is president. <laughs> But she didn't ask me that either, now that I come to think about it. So anyways, I figured that uh, I have to do the progressive thing and ex explain things properly. So I told her, you know, Katie, honey, name is Katie, uh, let's say your daddy has a really hot assistant at work, and one thing leads to another, and you may find yourself in a situation when there's a surprise baby sister or brother on their way for you. Um, but daddy doesn't want to lose half his shit, so he'll talk her into going to this special clinic where they do this procedure called abortion that uh, allows daddy to keep blowing your college fund. And she listened to it very intently, and then she goes, well, I don't get it. Then what does it mean when my mom says I can have a portion? of the ice cream, but not the whole thing. I'm like, it means your mom is a bitch. <laughs> I noticed that like one of the things, one of the practical implications of, of me being from Russia is that I just have like a different value system. You know, like, I stayed at a Days Inn not that long ago, and I noticed that it was only rated one star. And I'm like, this cannot be, like, you know, let's fucking count. Running water, that's a star right there. You don't have to uh, grab your flashlight and put on your shoes to go to the bathroom. It's like easily two stars already. You know, your bathroom is your own. I mean, I guess it's really, Maybe I'm just too insecure about the lack of bathroom conveniences. That could be another thing. You know, you'll learn that it's something new on these podcasts all the time. Thank you very much, guys. I'm Gene Fells. Gene Fells and his pink pants. 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 I love his accent. It's a lot of fun. Uh, hey, everybody. We have one more comedian left for you. Hey, Gene, will you do a favor for me and grab the microphone out from the top? Uh, Jade has this new cool thing on her chair where it's like a... She has this new cool, like, her own... It's her own microphone stand on her chair, and it's badass. And uh, hey, everybody, while we're getting that set up, clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Jade! Yay! so much like penises. They flop around you, I handle them. You did good, Gene, you did good. Done did good. Oh man. I was gonna make a gay joke, but you're not gay, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe, oh look, that's why he looked down at his phone, because he knew. He knew I was wrong. He knew I was wrong. Hey, shitty 4th of July. I was drinking, went out to go watch the fireworks, get a DUI. Just went out right outside my front door, DUI. Just fucking DUI. Hate the cops, I really do. I'm tired, tired of watching them shooting people, putting them in wheelchairs. Except now I think they feel bad, because now they're ripping them back out of the wheelchairs and throwing them on the ground again. 
They're like, I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I don't know. Trying to make us feel like equals, you know? Make us feel like we're finally important. It's good to go from being wheelchair bound to actually bound. I think it's good. <laughs> good way. Yeah. I was listening to recordings of of my comedy, you know, practice, trying to get good. And my cat was watching. That's gotta be a weird thing for a cat. Because he hears my voice, but my face isn't moving at all. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please, well, I don't know, I'm, a, I'm not a ventriloquist. He's weird, he's traumatized. He made that noise. <laughs> he did. No, for weeks, he just kept meowing at me without moving his head. You know, you know like he wanted to get back at me. And then I remembered I didn't have a cat, and I lost my phone, so I don't know what I was doing in the first place. I don't know. When's the last time you've lost your mind? You know, yeah, you don't remember. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's when you don't match, right? You're matching today. Do you match every day? You, when you don't match, there's a problem, right? Yeah. yeah maybe that's See, I thought you two were his parents. Is that right? Yeah. They are. <laughs> I, that was my second guess. My first guess was weird threesome. <laughs> you know what a unicorn is? You, you have the wrong hat, but if you had a different hat, you'd be a unicorn. Yeah, oh, well, he knows, he knows, he knows. Are you strong? I am. But you're not? Oh, that sucks. I am. <laughs> oh, I think, I think that idea was put in your head by him. It was a male patriarchal. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I no. can't put any ideas in her head. You were, you were single at one point. You, you haven't known him that as yeah. long. Like, have you known him for more than half your life or less? Should they be married? I didn't know they'd be married. No, right? No, they're done. They argue a lot, huh? <laughs> they're all right. Or they all, they live in Nevada, so they're like wine drinking, happy, happy white people. Oh, it's her, alcoholic. I knew it. So he is a strong one. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm pretty boss. You are strong, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a question. You want to be my volunteer? Okay. Cool. Uh, do you know what a baby Bjorn is? Okay, so I'm going to get one, you're going to wear it, and I'm going to ride on your back. So when the apocalypse hits, I'm just going to ride it out on your back. Oh, okay. I think it would be good because you got a nice home in Nevada. You know, you can probably have your own farm if you really want to. Do you have a farm? Thanks a lot. I wish. I'm a horse trainer, so. Oh, you're a horse, so you have horses. Horses are, are shitty because you can't really eat them. Why don't we Why don't we eat horses? What's up with that? We ride them. That's gotta be much worse. If I was a horse, I would rather just get eaten, you know? Honestly, I wouldn't want my whole life. I'm a weird one. Yeah. Oh man. Not my horse though. Which horse hates you the most? <laughs> None. It's a lie. It's okay. Do you speak horses out? You're the horse whisperer. You are the horse whisperer. You're from that T V show, huh? <laughs> What was her name? Who's the horse whisperer's name? From the movie. Yeah, oh, it's a movie? It's kind of a guy. 
It was kind of a guy? No, dude, it was you. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it in the face. I'm just kidding. You're a wonderful woman. <laughs> oh, man. I think, I think I would do good in the apocalypse. If, if there's an apocalypse, you need me. You do. I am a hub of energy. I will charge all your shit. Charge it all. It works. It really works. I like being a hub of energy. The first time I got laid, the guy comes into my apartment and he's like, hey, can I plug in my phone? I'm like, hey, man, you can plug it into me. <laughs> uh, and it was easy. I got laid. So I think I can survive the apocalypse if I can pull that one. Anyway, thank you for letting me speak to you tonight. I, I don't have parents. Just, <laughs> just kidding. I have parents. But I like saying that. All right. Thank you very much. Jade, everyone. Jade Terrio. Yay. Yay. Your next comedian. Another funny guy. He's been making the rounds at all the open mics. We've been seeing him at Brainwash and here. And, and he's very funny. You guys are going to enjoy him right now. It's Boris Shakurko. Thank you. How are you guys tonight? Thank you guys for hanging out and being here. Um, before I start, I'd like to tell a joke, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm unemployed right now, and the unemployment feels a lot like being employed full-time as a masturbator. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like all I'm doing. I love ice cream. I love ice cream. Does anyone else love ice cream? Woo! Yeah, you love ice cream. Yeah. Every time I eat ice cream, there's always that threshold where it's not about eating the ice cream anymore. It's about getting to those marshmallows and the ice cream is just in the way and something's got to happen to it. I'm not throwing it away. It's going in my tummy. Um, what do you think a polyamorous breakup sounds like? Do you think it's like, it's not us, it's them? Do you think that's how it goes down? Um, I thought I had a really good idea recently but I realized it was already a thing. Like I was driving, I was listening to an audiobook, and it was going really fast. And I was thinking, why doesn't someone slow this down and write it down and I can read it later? <laughs> a friend of mine was like, you mean a book? I'm like, oh God, I'm 400 years late. If only I was born 400 years earlier. Um, I did get offered a weird opportunity recently because there's like, like there's unpaid internships, right? And that's the equivalent of like, hey, if you'd let me, I'd like to take advantage of you. And then there's unpaid part-time internships. And that's like, hey, you're not good enough to want to take advantage of all the time. Only sometimes. Um, I did get these shoes recently as a uh, as a hand me down from uh, from my brother. I got a lot of hand me downs growing up. Uh, I got a lot of like jeans, uh, jackets, uh, condoms, things like that. You know what I mean? Got to stretch them out. Um, let's move on. Um, but yeah, I have uh, I've been thinking about like some kind of lessons to kind of live my life by, and so I wrote a couple down. And the first one was uh, to always love myself because self self love is important. And the second one was to never apologize about who you are, because that's equally as important. And the third one was uh, corporations are people, because it's important. It is important to keep that in mind. I feel like that gets lost on a lot of people. Um, you know, I feel weird because, like, 
I don't like spicy food, but as a guy, I feel like that's not accepted. Like if you're a woman and you don't like spicy food, you're not any less of a woman. But as a guy, if you don't like spicy food, people will call you a pussy. People will shit on you and be like, why, why won't you? And I think it's weird because just like if I don't want to blow my asshole out at Flavors of India, why am I less of a man? It doesn't make sense. Um, I think it's weird that no one talks about ISIS anymore because they're still out there. <laughs> but we're all just like... The media cycle is just not... <laughs> we're not going to talk about it anymore. It's equally as dangerous, but we're going to keep this in. Um, I think it's weird that... You know, I was thinking about how, like, if you have sex, you have sex. But no one... Like, when it comes to oral sex, you perform oral sex. That's a weird verb to attach to oral sex. That's like a performance. But it kind of makes sense because... Halfway through, you always want to go to the bathroom. You kind of want to get an intermission going. Like, hey, can we continue this in a little bit? Um, yeah, I really don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And, um, you know, some people some people get a, you know, a car from their parents. or I got a clipper card from mine like a week ago. I was like, that's not the same thing. Um, gotcha. Um, I got mistaken... I got mistaken recently by someone for a comic that uses the N-word a lot, which I think is weird. Um, but you can learn a lot about yourself by how you react to something like that. Like, I wish my reaction was like, no, of course that wasn't me. But instead, it was kind of like, what did I say last Wednesday? Like, <laughs> could that, I mean, if, so, if no one said anything, is it even my fault? Is that even the thing? Um... I'll leave you guys with uh, with this. Um, I do think it's hard as a uh, I do think it's hard for a white person to put themselves in the shoes of a black person because they don't know where to buy Jordans. All right, that's it for me. Thank you guys for listening and give it up for Mutiny Radio. Hooray, Boris Shukurko! Yay, yay, and then yay. All right, uh, that's all the comedians that signed up on the happy hour. Uh, we hope that you guys stick around for the Hell Hat at 8 p.m. It is a mere $5, and the Hell Hat's a lot of fun because comedians do stand-up, but they pick out of a hat that has audience suggestions in it that have been culled from the internet and then also from people at bars and people here. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have the audience fill them out, too. That's at 8 o'clock tonight, so I hope you stick around. That's going to be featuring Ben Lupinetti, Rick Store, Matthew Quirk, Byron Sadiq, Tim Pizza, and Roman Leo. And I'll be on that show, too. Thank you guys so much for being here at Happy Hour. Donate if you want. We always need money. We'll see you guys next week here on Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. 
And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. together in the dark. It's the right thing to do. And viewers like you When a circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad elephant, see? But come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Concentration. Go. 
listening to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight. Folks, as you know, as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday, every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on MutinyRadio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great, because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRatio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs>
tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze, quad elephant, see? But come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. 